Welcome back to the Men You're Not Alone podcast. This will more than likely be episode 102. I was going to uh, record a different episode, and I just deleted it about 12 minutes into it. And it's going to be about a different subject. Uh, and so I, I realized I was talking about something entirely different. And so this episode is going to be about what I just deleted 12 minutes of. And I kind of reframe it a little bit. So this one is, a, is about when we get lost in the trees. And we can't see the forest for the trees. If you're from elsewhere than the United States, that's just a figure of speech to say that sometimes when you're, if you've ever been around a, a forest and you get in the middle of it, it can be disorienting sometimes. And you can't see the forest because all that's around you is trees. So you get a real narrow perspective. You get, your world gets really small. You know you're in a forest, but you can't see it. All you can see is a few trees around you. And that's where I've been lately, and it's not because of something bad or anything like that. It's just life, and I tend to stay involved in a lot of things, and I help as many people as I can while I'm here and while I'm in this spacesuit, because I figure I've got the rest of eternity with Jesus to chill or to take it all in and enjoy it. But right now, in this life, there's enough need around me that I try to tend to what I can to help people. I try to stay somewhat closely involved with a, a food pantry where we've helped feed seven communities around, and it's it's almost entirely volunteer-based. There's a few staff members, but it's almost entirely volunteer-based, and somewhere around a million pounds of food goes out each year to seven different communities around us. And there's a lot of need. So especially as the economy is tipped, it's really jumped up. That's where the, the numbers come from is the economy has not been doing so. Well, as inflation has gone up, that's what it is. People's buying power is way down. They're printing dollars like it's going out of style. So the dollar really doesn't have much value. And it's, it gets reflected in the, the food chain, everything like the supply chain of the food and stuff like that, basic living things. So anyway, so I, I try to stay involved with that to the extent that I can. I also teach it at church. I teach younger boys. They're like 10, 11, kind of 12. And I take that role pretty seriously. I don't just show up every Sunday and grab whatever material somebody handed me. I spend days during the week studying for it to find. I, I teach my own material. I don't teach somebody else's. I decided to go back to teaching the Bible and no more filler fluff, anything like that. So I've been in the book of Genesis with the kids for quite a while now, I guess close to two months, and and they are enjoying it. I have their attention. They're paying attention. So that requires time. And then my, my job is a time pig. And I've worked a lot of high potentially high-stress jobs in, in my life, and they were very demanding uh, physically, emotionally, with a lot of weight, a lot of responsibility on my shoulders to where if I made the wrong decisions— some of my previous jobs, if I didn't take my job seriously or if I didn't have my game on, I could have been taking uh, kids home in body bags like young men from, and that's from my years in wildland fire, which I always took seriously and wanted to know it exceedingly well. And then my, my, the job that I presently work is, it's, it's, high, it's very demanding. It's very high maintenance. It's not that it's so much, it's not risky to my life other than my health because of the stress but it's pretty uh it's very high maintenance because it it awakens any sense of latent 
any latent sense of entitlement in people, it just comes to the surface. It's kind of, you know, I, I, I've stayed away. From, I, I jettisoned the whole Christmas thing about 15 or 16 years ago. And for context, this is the, it, it's December of 2022 right now. This is the Sunday before Christmas. So it's Christmas is a week from today. Like the entitlement I see in my job was part of it was one of the reasons that drove me away from doing anything involving Christmas. It, it wasn't the catalyst that did it. My my time through seminary and some questions that came to my mind that honestly the professors weren't necessarily ready to discuss that started the road that eventually led me to ditch Christmas. And that's you can take that journey if you want. You can. I'm, this is not a podcast episode about that. God knows it's become popular enough. Uh, people looked at me like I was I was the devil when I made that decision, and I've stood by it for 15 years, and now I'm watching a whole bunch of other people getting struck by the same idea, and they're not crazy or they're not devilish for doing it. It's more it's becoming a little bit more mainstream, and I would say the the people that are taking control of their own faith, their own Bible study, stuff like that, their own decisions about where they're journey in faith goes, or their following of Christ goes. And then my parents are aging, which we do. And I'm very grateful to, I don't, I don't see that as a, a, a bad thing at all. I am exceedingly grateful for all the years that I have had. I am 53. Both of my parents are still alive. And for that, I'm exceedingly grateful. Because there's a bunch of people out there and a bunch of you who listen, who didn't have that blessing. And I did. I do. And so I, I don't curse it at all. I love it, and I'm very grateful for it. But I do see it as my responsibility to help tend to them in ways that I can. And so I'm adding on to my house a little bit to put a little bit of bedroom space on because we live in a very mod. The kids and I live in a very modest home. It is a definitely a little starter home that is 20 years old, and it really hasn't changed much. The kids and I, when we got it, we tore everything out of it and then salvaged it back together. So it's a hodgepodge, but it is very livable. It is clean. It is definitely not a... You can tell it's a bachelor pad, but because of my position, I get to salvage stuff before it goes to a dumpster, and I find a way to incorporate it into my house. And we've been doing that for years, and... It does give a hodgepodge look, but you know what? It's enough for us. None of it may match, but it all functions. I'm not tremendously in debt because of it. So that is a plus. But there's just a lot of things that have been been circulating. And sometimes in the midst of that, like I notice that I, I lose Justin. I don't know where I'm at in the middle of it. Again, that forced in the trees. You can't see the forest for the trees thing. And that's where I've kind of been. And plus, I've got outside projects. I, I always have my hand in a lot of things. It looks a little goofy when I'm doing it because I will tackle 12 fronts at the same time and all the fronts keep moving. So I don't get a bunch of things done at one time necessarily, but they're always moving. They're more the tortoise. And I'm always moving things toward a goal. Like I know where I'm going with it and I have it in my head. I know how I'm getting there. And I kind of do that across much of my life. Yesterday I woke up and it was definitely one of those days. It was it's a, it was a Saturday, so I was off. And I woke up, and like the first thing while I was laying in bed, I realized, you know what? I'm lost in the trees again. Like I've known this for a while. So what do I need to do? And I knew like I needed to clean my house. Like that was a that was a given. 
uh, my kids typically do that. I pay them to do it. And, and that way I can teach them. They've been doing it for years. And I, I pay them to do that. And then that way I can teach them how to manage money, which, which has been very productive in their life. But yesterday, because life has been a little busy lately, none of us have been able to tend to things the way we normally do. So I spent about the first five hours yesterday just cleaning my house, doing all the things that were driving me crazy because they haven't been tended to. So that felt good. I got that finished up, went outside. It's been it's been pretty chilly out lately. And so it's it's hovering in the upper 30s, about 40 degrees yesterday with about a 20 mile an hour, very cold wind. Nobody was outside yesterday, but my dog and I spent all afternoon outside yesterday working on a new fence that the kids and I have been putting up. So we got that done, and then I ran to the grocery store to get a few groceries real quick. And I came back home and was heating up some leftovers in the oven. And I said, you know, I thought, well, I'm I'm just going to watch an old western. I don't watch hardly anything. And but I was in the mood for an old western last night because they're they're not dirty, they're they're not violent, they're not graphic. The stories are generally pretty light. It doesn't take a lot of focus to follow the story, which is, it's it's nice. By the time I want to sit down and watch something or stare at a TV, it's pretty rare that I do. And yesterday, so we fired up an old Dean Martin movie that I found for free. I think it was on YouTube. It was an old Dean Martin Western from, I think, 59, 1959. And so we started watching it and I was eating my leftovers. And I hit pause and I stopped and I prayed and I, I said, you know what, God, can we talk for a second? I am in this rut. Like, I'm kind of lost in the trees. And I know that, and I've I've done this enough times to know that when I realize it, I need to stop and ask God for help. And I said, look, I don't know how to get out of the trees, but you do. So if you would help me do that, I would appreciate it. And so I went back to eating and started the movie back up. And it's not a very long movie. It's only like an hour and 40 minutes. When the, as the, I finished eating, I probably wasn't two thirds of the way through the movie and it's still like seven o'clock, 7 PM. And I started, like I started dozing off and it just came on suddenly. I just got tired. I finally, sh- I just shut the movie off and I was in bed by seven thirty last night. I woke up at three thirty this morning, wide awake. The house was freezing because I don't, I have the heat down real low at night. So I put a blanket over my dog. She sleeps on a bed next to mine. And so I covered her up with her blanket and she was all nice and snuggly and hot, warm. And she loves that. I was under this awesome quilt that my sister made me like 25 years ago. That is the best blanket a man could ever want. 3.30 shows up. I mean, my eyes popped open. I mean, I'd been asleep for eight hours. So I was like, well, I'm going to get up. So I got up, played ball with the dog, fed the dog, took her outside, took her out to go to the bathroom and stuff, made some coffee, took a shower, and it was 4.30. I find it no small coincidence that I got super tired. And by 7.30, I mean, I went to bed and I was gone. Like there was no, it, there was no context for it. There's no need for it. I did not have a physically draining day yesterday. It just showed up. And I do believe it was God answering my prayer in a way that I didn't realize at the time. I didn't realize it last night, but I did this morning when I got up. I used to get up early. That was before I started getting more drained. And I would just naturally wake up early. As a kid, I was, even in college, in my even into my late 20s, I don't think I slept much past five in the morning. Like, I wanted to be up. When I was in high school and college, I was that kid 
that young man who would be knocking on his buddy's windows at 5 a.m. on a Saturday because I wanted to go fishing. And all my friends always said, because they were a lot of them really weren't instigators. They didn't initiate stuff, but they wanted to go do stuff if I did. Not much has changed. It's still basically the same way. People are like, just tell me when you're going to go do stuff and, and make me go. And I'll, I'll have fun and I want to go. But I used to do that when in my youth. I would be up and by five o'clock, I've got my fishing pole. Like I'm loaded. I've got lunch. I've got my fishing stuff ready. Uh, my pickup is sitting in front of somebody's house. I'm tapping on their bedroom window saying, get up, man, let's go fishing. And a lot of my friends, they would the kind who would sleep till half the day was over, till like 11 or noon, and waste the entire day. And they would cuss me getting up, you know, and they're like, I hate you. And I can't stand you. It's five in the morning. Like, there's no way I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit you with something. But they would get in the pickup. And usually by about 8 or 8.30 in the morning, you know, we had been fishing for a while. And as they're yanking trout out of the water, they're like, you know what? I'm so glad you came and pissed me off and woke me up because this is so much fun. This morning I woke up and I have so much energy. And it, it feels like such a different kind of a day because by 4.30, all of my morning stuff was done. And then I chilled. I prayed a little while. I've got coffee. By 5.30 or so today, like I'm, I am totally ready to go into this day. And then the sun will be coming up in about 30 minutes when I get done. And that I'm looking forward to. That gives me a lot of energy. And, and for me, that is one way to get out of the trees. And God knew that with me. And I think that's where that sudden fatigue came on. I just collapsed, got tired. And I woke up. So when you get lost in the trees, I don't see, I don't know what you're not me. You're not the same as me. And so whatever it is that when you get lost in the trees, if you don't believe in God, then I, I don't know what to tell you. You, you, you. You're on your own journey. And I guess you've been figuring it out yourself. And maybe that's working, but maybe it's not. If you're listening to this, I'm going to venture to guess maybe it's not, which is fine. I mean, God knows I've been there enough times myself. Ask God. You know, how do I get out of the trees? It's something that I've noticed in men with a leadership bent, especially over the past, since the fear campaign of 2020 to 2022, that whole fear campaign. It really, it really shot some, uh, like, a, a, no pun intended. The men with leadership bents, it took a lot of wind out of their sails. I don't want men with leadership bents, a leadership bent, I'm sorry, there's a lot of people outside the United States that listen to this. Again, it's a bent is another figure of speech. It just means a tendency. So if you have a tendency to lead, like just dropped into a crowd, if there's something that needs to be done, chances are you're one of the people stepping up and you don't have a problem. Like people just naturally will start doing what you ask them to do. That would be more of a leadership bent. You step into the gap and you you know what to do. You've got it figured out or you're going to figure it out real quick. And you're just kind of wired that way. If you are that kind of person, Look in your life and see if you aren't lost in the trees, because I see that in all the guys I know who are leaders. They are lost in the trees, and some of them really bad, like to the point of almost being like a nervous breakdown. And and some of them have taken a pause to regroup and figure out how do I get out of the trees? I know there's, I know I'm lost in this fog, and I don't want to be in this fog, and I can't stay in this fog because my role is to help lead. So if you're there, for me, it usually just takes me asking God for help. That's it. And I would say it must work because I've been here a bunch of times in my life, and it's pretty quick. I would say 
doesn't seem to be as quick as it was last night, but maybe I'm easier to move. Maybe I'm more attentive. I'm older. I've paid attention. I've been hit in the head enough times. I've had my arm twisted behind my back by God enough times that I don't need that anymore. Not as much. And when he nudges, I know where the nudge is coming from and I'm ready to move. And I do realize that getting back into this cycle of getting up earlier to where I don't feel overwhelmed because it's the routine tasks that are wearing me out. And if those routine tasks start later in the day or I have to do them in the evening, that makes me even more deflated because that takes away time from the quality time for me to spend with my children, to help them maybe with their homework, things that matter to them that I want to invest in. Or to go do something with my kids, you know, to go hiking or go explore caves, to go, I don't even care, just something. But if if I'm giving up that time to do routine mundane tasks like vacuum, that that is deflating to me. That takes away my energy. So by getting up earlier in the morning, I alleviate a lot of that. I can record my best podcasts in the morning because this is when I'm awake. This is when I've got my game on. By 2 o'clock in the afternoon, my game is 75% gone. I'm already on the way down. But early in the morning, I have a ton of energy. My head is crystal clear. It is my most creative time. If any time I've written a book, I do it way before the sun comes up. I like. I don't like writing at night. I need to do it right after I get up. And my head, I awaken creative, energetic, stuff like that. And I need to start shifting my days. For me right now... All I need to do is just bump my schedule back to where I'm getting up, I'm going to bed earlier, I'm getting up earlier, and that gives me that block of time in the morning where I know who Justin is. I know what my I know where my goals are, what my desires are, and it allows for creative time for me. And creative time for me is very critical in my life and it always has been. So if you are lost in the trees, don't stay lost in the trees. And by all means, You know, if you don't believe in God, for kicks and giggles, ask him if he'll help you. What do you have to lose? Um, You can keep doing what you've been doing. And and I've said this before on this podcast. Maybe it's working for you. I don't know. But it didn't work for me. Trying to do things my own way, it's a frustratingly long journey through life. And it, it comes with so much failure and so much frustration because it's like being a stubborn mule. If you've, ever, if you've ever worked around mules or donkeys, if they don't want to move, you can, if a donkey doesn't want to move, a picture's worth a thousand words. Go find a donkey that doesn't feel like moving and try to persuade that donkey to move. Or a mule, it doesn't matter. A burrow, it doesn't matter. They don't do what they don't want to do. They're just that way. They will just park. It's like a, they root themselves in the ground and they just sit there. They couldn't care less. And you're going to have to hook a rope onto them and drag them somewhere. They're that stubborn. And I think that as we as people, I think men of God especially, I think we better be careful not to be that and say, well, I like living in this rut. I'm getting used to it. And maybe that's what's happening is we're getting used to being in a rut from the fear campaign. You know, that really don't underestimate the drain that made on you. If you're a leadership, if you have a leadership bent and you are a man who follows Christ, Do not underestimate how much those three years drained you because inside and even on a quiet front, you were battling that. You were confronting that and battling it on a daily basis and taking a stand for your family, maybe taking a stand for the people around you. Don't underestimate how much that can drain you. Worst case, ask God for help. Ask him to show you the way out of the trees. 
he did it for me. I don't know. I mean, maybe if you're younger than me or you're more stubborn, maybe it takes you longer. But I can tell you I'm 53. God always has found me a way out of the trees. This was the fastest. That was for me. And I don't know if that works for you, but it might be worth a shot. All right, I'll drop this one off here, and I hope that you have a good day, and I will catch you on the next one.